0: This is Cyrus Fee's voice at the NWA Global Force Wrestling and fight shows around the world. You're listening to The Kings of the Ring. You're listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. Welcome to the Kings of the Ring. Fictionalized and romanticized retelling of the 1980s pro wrestling days, written and produced like an ensemble cast cable drama or a soap opera. Kings of the Ring is primarily a listener supported show, so I want to acknowledge our top guys of Patreon Stephen Ashby, Matthew Rogers, Randy Larsalier, John Johnston IV, Russ Linderman, Duncan Clark, Nathan Wilkinson, Yosemite Smith, Jeremiah DeBolt, Zach Lyke, Stuart Flaherty, John Snyder, Sam Hollingsworth, Justin Taylor, Michael Sluck, and Dom Rose. That's right, the same Dominic Rose from the Ebony Express tag team in SCW. If you are a Patreon top guy or top girl, we'll use your name as a genuine Kings of the Ring character. That means in the show, plus the book. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated M.A. for profanity, violence, drug use, outdated racial verbiage, and graphic and disturbing sexual acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. The Tarzan Kid, in a brown leather jacket and sunglasses, has his long curly black hair tucked in a ponytail under a flat cap. He's walking down a rundown block of dilapidated apartments in Jersey City beside Vito the Fish, a skinny Italian guy in a black turtleneck and a gray members-only jacket. Yeah, I can't believe the toys and kid's working with us. I'm gonna be one of the fellas. Hey, it's just a one-time thing. Don't get used to it. Yeah, yeah, I heard. My friend says Spinelli arranged this with your Yeah, I get it. It's just an honor is all. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, you ever wrestled Dominic Dante? Nope. Before my time. Really? It would've been great if you did. Nobody better than Dominic Dante. <laughs> no offense. So what's the job? Yeah, just some collection. Uh, light duty. I'll handle this. You just stand at the door and uh, look tough so we don't try to scram. Who is it? Sleazy McGee. This fucker holding some cabbage for us and now he says he lost it. The fucking knife! You had a guy named Sleazy McGee hold your money and you're surprised he ain't coughing it up. Hey, you listen here, wise guy. Just be thankful you got friends like Charles Spinelli so you can work off your gambling debts instead of having someone like me knocking on your door gun to blazing. Can we just get this over with? Tarzan looks around the neighborhood to make sure no wrestling fans are around and shakes his head at what he's gotten himself into. Where's the fucking money, Sleazy? I know it's in here. Tarzan stands in the kitchen, back to the door, watching Vito working over Sleazy McGee. Sleazy is doubled over, clutching his stomach. Vito, you gotta believe me. I got nothing. Just give me... Hey, wait a sec. Sleazy looks up at Tartan's face. I recognize you. Where have I seen you? Tartan ignores him. Uh, uh, yeah? well, let's see if this will refresh your memory. Vito snaps one of Sleazy's fingers. Uh, uh, no, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, uh, he's an actor, right? Remember where the money is. Not him. Vito punches him in the face and he goes down. Uh. You gotta keep your loot stash somewhere. Where is it? <laughs> From the floor, Sleazy wipes the blood off his eye and looks up again. That's it. You're the Tarzan kid. The hat and glasses don't matter. I recognize you anywhere. I see you on TV every week. Quit busting my balls. That ain't me, pal. No, I know you anywhere. I saw you lose your continental title to Diamond Donnie Gold. Tarzan steps over and pushes his boot on Sleazy's neck. That ain't me, motherfucker. Now shut the fuck up before I pop your fucking head off like a zit. Sleazy tries to talk while struggling, pointing at the refrigerator. <laughs> Tarzan lets up a little. <laughs> freezer. <laughs> Vito opens the freezer and sees a rolled up paper bag inside and looks back at Tarzan. <laughs> nice work, Tarzan. I'll tell the boss. Don't you know what kayfabe means? Kefa, what? Shut the fuck up. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Tarzan, can I still have your autograph? Kings of the Ring, Episode 7 USA, USA Move out of the way! Shit, damn. Two of the EWF referees carry a sweaty Leroy Brown, his arms around their shoulders while he gingerly drags his leg. Easy, brother. We got you. What the fuck were you thinking, doing that leapfrog again? Ah, damn. Careful, motherfucker. Ah. Bilson. Bilson. Where's the doctor? Dr. Hunter Bilson rounds the corner, wiping some of the white powder off his nose. What is it? His knee. The EWF's official doctor takes a look at Leroy's leg. Oh, dear. Bring him in. Burt Ironside sitting in a rocking chair, looking out at his Texas ranch, about 20 miles upside of Dallas, with his telephone in his lap. The long cord stretched all the way through the doorway. Denny Wayne, about time you answered your damn phone. Well, but ain't the one and only stone-faced fixture of all south wrestling, Mr. Bird Ironside. How you doing, hoss? i feeling like a bride I've been waiting at the altar for damn near a year, Denny. Got my wedding dress on, my entire family in the pews along with all my girlfriends. The preacher's Bible's open, his wife's at the piano, the banjo player and the band are tuned up and ready for the hootenanny. Everybody's here but the groom and the groomsmen. Oh, splattering as that sounds, old hoss. I thought you had changed those arrangements with Mr. Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins. I did, Daddy, but the wedding is back on. And I'm anxious to start a family. Well, ho! Oh, I guess I better get my tuxedo on and my shoes shine, hoss. Yeah, <laughs> but all due respect, sir, but SCW is burning up. The beauty of our territory system, Denny, is it was inherently structured by our old friend, Jonathan Kane to be a machine. With a steady cast of baby faces, the heels can rotate, and in doing so, a heel can work a series of programs with multiple baby faces over the course of their run. But as is the nature of a heel's role, the losses in the matches of these programs will inevitably outnumber the amount of wins achieved. To the point the heel will become used or damaged goods, if you will, as it will have lost to damn near every babyface there is in the territory. Which is why the sweet spot for a traveling heel star is around two years. They arrive in the territory, work their cycle, and just before they can start to become stale as old fish, they move on to the next territory and start all over again. This arrangement even allows a working heel to return to these territories years later, fresh as a daisy. With seven territories in the World Wrestling Alliance mixed in with shots in Japan, Puerto Rico, Canada, or even Mexico, a good-handed heel can Make quite a nice living working this rotation. It's is almost true, kind sir. According to my calendar, I've been in the Carolinas for almost two years now. It's been even longer since you've been at All South. This is also true, kind sir. You are supposed to be here after Thanksgiving, but I did just a James a kindness, as we in the Alliance do. But now the time has come, Denny Wayne, for you and the Southern Rebels to come on home. As the fertile young debutante said to the young horny man on top of her, pounding away like a jackrabbit, why the rush, big boy? As you will remember, the hottest feuds of 1981 and 1982 in the entire business was the Southern Rebels against Leroy Brown and against my Angel Boys. While Leroy is gone, Gabriel is strong as ever atop all south, and we are on the verge of something. Oh, what, pray tell, is that, hoss? We got us a kid from up north, We're calling him Apollo Samson. He looks like a Greek god, but as green as goose shit. But he is over, and every time we go to, he gets over. He's got that it factor, Danny Wayne. Keep talking, Papa. I'm about to cream my jeans. And I know what he needs is some strong and savvy heels to work with really put some heat on him. Donna Gold's coming up for a big show in Dallas soon. and I already decided to pull out Gabe from that spot and put the kid in. Whoa, this Apollo must be something special to put that kind of faith in it. Reckon he is, but it's no guarantee it'll last. Why, I need you boys. (laughs) Oh, well, my blushing bride, I enthusiastically say I do. But please, but let us finish up here. And we will assuredly load up that truck and move to beverly
1: hills texas that is and exchange our nuptials
0: <sighs> thor hansen and killian cavanaugh shoulder to shoulder face each other to inhale their lines of cocaine they sit back in the couch eyes shot open like they've been blasted with a million volts of electricity Around them, the rest of the Empire Wrestling Federation crew, and enough girls for everybody, are spread throughout a few rooms at the Holiday Inn in Detroit, Michigan, celebrating a multitude of milestones. Oi! Lovejoy! Read that chite again! Some of the baby faces are in a bigger suite along with Killian Cavanaugh. The young Canadian Brian Lovejoy nods, and the girl beside him hands him the new issue of USA Today. He pulls out the purple life section and reads while holding his beer. Grossing over 25 million, Rambo was the biggest weekend of 1985, and beat out Beverly Hills Cop for biggest opening of a Raider R movie of all time. Ha, ain't that a pill, Aitor? You're a fucking movie star now. Fighting for America. Tarzan raises his king-sized can of Budweiser to him. Hey, congratulations, Thor. You deserve it. Hey, thanks, brother. Dude, what happened to your knuckles? Hey, it's nothing. Tarzan hides his bruised right hand before more notice. Dave, the power lifter from Toronto, smiles. With a movie star on top, we sell more tickets, and that's more money for everybody. Hehe. <laughs> that's right, Dave. And it's time to enjoy the ride. Thor gets up, looking around. Hey, where's Marauder? He's got all their beer. Take one of my Budweises. Thanks, dude, but I'm trying to keep on the light beer. Less filling. Marauder. EWF's resident quote Native American Tony Carlucci is with the Bronx Bombers eating a pizza some of the girls brought I saw him skipping down the hallway never seen a guy so happy in my life Michael Angel is over in the corner also with a king can a couple girls kissing his neck tracing their long fingernails across his chest while he ignores them (laughs) what's he gotta be so damn happy about Oh, oh that's right this hotel got the glass coffee tables it's like a dream come true for that sick fuck. What's a big deal with glass coffee tables? Oh, 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 nothing at all. Just me speaking out of turn, don't mind me. <laughs> well, I need some more beer. The EWF world champion heads to the door and passes Hercules Harris in the room's kitchenette, arguing with Les Henderson. Listen, Mabutu. Don't call me that. Fine, Herc. We are a business of stereotypes. Uh. Corporate Punishment, he's the stereotype of a, a clean-cut military hero. Thor Hansen is like a, a modern-day Viking who fights for America. Michael Angel is a, a handsome angel from the heavens in a down-home Texan. Diamond and Gold is the stereotype of a playboy. A Kong is a Vietnamese monster. Tarzan Kid is a brown savage from the jungle. Mr. Yoshi is a sneaky Jap. And you're an African rain-dancing savage. It's all the same thing. Hercules looks back, his eyes wide open. You don't see the difference between the stereotypes you just listed? Between the white guys and the dark guys? No, it's all stereotypes. That is bullshit. Every white guy you listed. Thor is a Vikings. The Punishment is a clean cut soldier. Donnie is a Playboy. Michael is a motherfucking angel. Those not only ain't stereotypes, but it's all cool shit. Meanwhile, Kong is playing some Vietnamese monster. When he ain't even Oriental, Yoshi is a sneaky Jap, and I'm supposed to be a savage? Why can't I be an honorable patriot or an angel? (laughs) That would be ridiculous. Come on, Herc, you need to lighten up, Hendo says as he takes a huge gulp of beer. She Leroy, help me out here. Hercules turns around, but Leroy Brown is passed out, upright on the chair. His right leg on another chair with an ice pack on top of it, completely passed out. His eyes half closed, mouth wide open. Shit, Leroy parted out already? The young Calgarian Lovejoy chimes in. Nah, Dr. Bilson gave him some pills for the knee. Heard it pretty bad tonight. Chief Thunder Carlucci hears and rubs his hands together. Hey, we should rib him. Let's shave his eyebrows. he. <laughs> you crazy or something? As soon as he wakes up, Leroy will rip your face off your head. Don't tell him it was me. Yeah, right. Then he kicks everybody's ass. No thanks. I'll be the first one pointing out it was you. Tarzan bursts out, "I ain't fucking scared of Leroy. I nobody. I'll fucking do it." Ooh-hoo. Bad idea, Tarzan. Yeah, come on, Tarzan. Don't you ever listen to the words of Leroy's song? Chief Thunder stands up, dancing with his beer and a giant smile. You don't tug on Superman's cape, You don't speed into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Leroy Brown. Oh, oh come that on. That was it? <laughs> <Ed. laughs> you dumb motherfucker. That's Jim. Who's Jim? You don't mess around with Jim. You sang the wrong Jim Croce song, numb Nuts. Well, I ain't messing around with Leroy neither. Just shut up, you dumb Indian. Tante, I'm full-blooded Italian. I'm not a real Indian. Not anymore, Tony. On behalf of the Italian people, Consider yourself kicked out. we have given you the fucking Indians. I'll send a telegram to Wayland Thorpe or something. Chief Thunder. Thor walks down the hallway looking at the room numbers. As he approaches one of the rooms, he can smell the heavy, dank stink of marijuana and smoke pouring into the hallway. He walks by and peeks in, the door halfway open. <laughs> Stoners and sees Tama, Mr. Yoshi, Tommy Aloha, and a few girls, toking away on a giant joint. <laughs> oh my god, Thor Hansen Can I like, give you some head, like, please? Sure thing, doll, I'll be right back, and then I'll show you the hammer of Thor. Just looking for my friend. Marauder too, he's in a mask. The girl points to a room. Thanks, sweetheart. Thor walks towards a room and ignores the noises inside as he throws the door open. Hey, Marauder, I'm out brother. What the fuck? Thor's eyes burn out of their sockets as he sees Marauder's hairy legs and asshole oh, yeah, facing the door as he's flat on the floor jerking off as a lady is squatting down on a glass Here. coffee table above him shitting an enormous Here. baby Ruth right on the glass above Marauder's masked face. Shit on me. Shit on me. Shit on As me, As Thor baby. bends over, puking his guts out. Kings of the Ring will be back after these messages.
1: It certainly is a big bun. <laughs> it's a very big bun. <laughs> big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Why is the beef? Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bum. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bum. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. Let's taste! Thousands wanted a diet soft drink that's refreshing but not too sweet. Here's New Tab. Let's taste! We're putting diet soft drinks to the table. Why taste the same as all the rest? Now here's your invitation To try a crisp, refreshing new tab Let's taste new
0: tab New taste new tab It's crisp new tab Let's taste We now return to Kings of the Ring Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins are in the hallway of Greensboro Coliseum, having a quick meeting. Bo Riggs is pretty good, huh? Sure is. Really getting over with the ladies. I think it might be ready for an actual program. Yeah? I've been working with Barry Lovelace after intermission. We'll try him out and see if they have the any chemistry. I think fans will dig the dynamic of Bo Riggs across the ring of Miss Kitty. They'll want her to leave him for Bo. We can work in some spots later, like him spanking her, or maybe planting a big old kiss on her. <laughs> Something that'll pop the fans. The six-foot-two-inch, two hundred and eighty-pound, massive-necked Nathan Wilkinson, now known as Vladimir Rykov to the boys and the fans, walks by the pair and nods to them on his way through a swinging door into a room. Where they can already see Jimmy Buck inside. Rykov's looking good too. I'm surprised he looks so good so quick. Keeping his matches pretty short for that very reason. Don't want the people to get wise on how green he is. What about Jimmy Buck? Tonight's night we do the big angle, right? Is he ready? Well, we'll find out tonight. Daniel, already worried, gets a look of fright on his face. (laughs) Just ribbon, Danny boy. He'll do just fine. In the dressing room, Rykoff paces around, throwing his arms around, bobbing his head back and forth to warm up. Jimmy Buck's warming up, too, but in a much different way, with a five-inch line of cocaine. Jimmy turns around, admiring Rykov's massive physique and striking Russian look. Hey, Rykov, buddy, you ever think you're getting in the picture business? I know for a fact that they are still looking at guys to play a big, bad Russian in Rocky 4? Since you're a big, bad Russian, I figured, you know, you know maybe you should audition. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to do that. I'll give you the number to my manager Morty, give him a call tomorrow, and tell him I sent you. He'll get it all arranged. As Julian Kane strides the hallways of Detroit Wayne County Airport, he passes his reflection in the glass, and admires his new $7,000 double-breasted suit from legendary Manhattan tailor, Rafael Raffaelli. As he was told, it's not custom-made, It's bespoke, goddammit. His chin, high in the air, carrying his top-of-the-line Cassini buffalo skin briefcase, and his Ferragamo shoes. As he notices a trio of sexy Pan Am flight attendants giving him admiring looks, he still can't believe GQ magazine hasn't returned his calls to a cover story on. He's owner of one of the fastest-rising entertainment companies in America, and a fashion plate with perfect hair. The poster boy for 80s success. All he can get is Sports Illustrated. Feeling good about himself and the world, Julian rounds the corner to the gate, and as usual, his mood sours when he sees poor Les Henderson. <coughs> Hendo, bent over, heaving into a garbage can. <coughs> what the fuck's wrong with you, Henderson? Ooh, I had a few beers with the boys last night, celebrating the, the big Rambo movie, another sell-out house, Dan Sanders winning the North American title, Joe Louis, Rena Salah. Wait, they were celebrating Dan Sanders winning AMW's title? Yeah, are the boys happy for their old pal? Hmm, so Charlie Gotch made our ex-champ his top guy. Who the fuck does he think he is? Why do you care? It's not like AMW's gonna run Madison Square Garden all of a sudden. Thor sits alone near the TWA gate with his sunglasses on, reading an issue of People Magazine, listening to Van Halen on a Sony Walkman waiting to board. Julian Kane walks up to him with purpose, puts his hand on his shoulder to get his attention. hey, Julian! Thor, remember that call I told you to make? I need you to make it now. Well, first class is about to board. I don't care. Find a payphone now. Thor gets up and walks away while Julian stares out at the Michigan skies out the window and lights a cigarette to calm himself down. Charlie Gotch, fuck him. While the heat on the wrestling business from the ABC News exposed report seems to be dying, Crusher Krawcheck himself is not out of the woods. But despite what's coming around the corner, he tries to keep his focus on what's in the ring in Heartland Pro Wrestling. And while Crusher missed out on the draft for the meat machine, he's still able to unleash some new talent on the scene. After weeks of working towns, Crusher felt All-South Wrestling cast off and former Angel Boy, Kenny West, was ready for TV and might turn into something valuable for Heartland. Feast your eyes, Lamos, on the best, Kenny West. The hottest-looking wrestler in the land, Jack. They call me the best because I am the best in the business. And all you sweat hog girls from Wichita to St. Louis, stand back and dream about being with me. Because those bunnies at the Playboy Club in Chicago are the only ones that get a piece of the handsomest man in wrestling. I came to the heartland for one reason, and one reason only, and that's the Tomahawk Indians. Every time I look at you two idiots stinking up the TV screen, it makes me want to puke. I'm making it my personal mission to send you two drunks back to the reservation where you belong. Because I am the best, Kenny West. Welcome back to All-Star Wrestling, fans. We've been watching for weeks now Hollywood actor Jimmy Buck arriving here in Southeast Championship Wrestling... Hoping to live out his fantasy of being a professional wrestler, being a smaller guy with no athletic experience, it seemed quite peculiar until he revealed his plan was to only wrestle women. After pinning some poor, helpless housewife in seconds, he raised the stakes even more, offering any woman ten thousand dollars and his hand in marriage if they can beat him. While I think the ten grand had more appeal than being his wife. Women from all over the Southeast, from Miami to Norfolk, answered the challenge, with the fans not taking kindly at all to his disrespectful ways and words towards all the fans of SCW and All-Star Wrestling. But this past week in Greensboro, things took an interesting turn. Whoa, I think Jimmy may have finally met his match. This lady, uh, Lois Schiavone, down here from Virginia, is really taking it to Jimmy. She's got him down. Now he squirted out, and now he's on top. And he's holding her down. His arm across her throat. Come on, man. And she's down. One, that's it. One, two, three. Jimmy Buck won. But Lois didn't go down without a fight. She almost beat him. And Jimmy knows it. Oh, oh, come on, man. Uh, Jimmy's stomping Lois in the gut. Jimmy, oh, now he's, on. now he's pinning her down and, and slapping her. This is uncalled for. that, you dumb drunk. Referee trying to pull her off. Someone do something. Oh, this is disgusting. Wait, wait a second. What is that? Is it? Oh, it is. It's the outlaw, Jesse James. He's seen enough. Hey,
1: what's the big idea? Whoa!
0: Jesse just picked Jimmy Buck like a sack of nothing and threw him across hey. the ring. Whoa,
1: what are you doing here? That's no fair. Oh, Jesse is
0: checking on this Lois while Jimmy is pointing at Jesse James, and he's livid, ha <laughs> ha Jesse calmly motioning for some help for Lois here, while Jimmy is walking out and throwing a complete fit in the aisle. In the offices of Heartland Pro Wrestling, Crusher Krawczyk reflects on another solid gate as he writes down figures for their last show in Springfield, Missouri, with his fat sausage fingers. While he misses having Crookshanks to do this sort of work, we he still hasn't heard from since losing the America Channel, Crusher still takes business seriously enough to do this work on his own and double-checks all his figures.
1: Yellow. Good. It's Charlie. How you doing, Charlie? Oh, things are good things to get up here. I got Julian Kane's former champ... My man, Dan Sanders, back
0: home with my title, along with a brand new shiny belt. No more
1: Goliath, eh? Fuck no, and fuck him. I fired his ass and he crawled back to Japan begging for a job. Anyways, I want to let you know this situation with KJ Parker has been taken care of.
0: What? What? situation.
1: Uh, in blabbing his mouth the ABC News exposing the business and all everything. Oh,
0: right. I forgot. Uh,
1: forgot? the things that good in Heartland, you're not even looking back?
0: No. Just other things on my mind.
1: Other than that guy. Well, let me tell you, Carl. You got nothing to worry about with this Michael Sluck. After we all got that letter, and we all did the right thing for the Alliance and called its bluff on the Ted Kennedy threat. And from all appearances, even Julian Kane stood his ground. And since then, nothing. It's pretty clear he's all bark and no bite. So I wouldn't worry about him suing you. Yeah. Is that, uh, still happening?
0: Yeah. The court date is soon.
1: If I know anything, I bet he no-shows. And if he does... They got nothing on you. That phony neck brace was all a bluff, I'm sure. These charges are just as empty as his charges on the wrestling business. But as always, you can count on the Alliance to have your back no matter what. And you can count on me, Carl. So if there's anything you need, don't hesitate to ask, and you got it. Anything.
0: Thanks, Charlie. As Crusher hangs up the phone, he looks at the wall. A date on the calendar, and he goes to court to answer for striking Michael Sluck. A move which seemed like nothing at the time. After all he smacked up a hundred guys like nothing. But now Crusher feels something. Something he hasn't felt in years. Worry. On Lake Lanier in Woodlake, Georgia, the outlaw Jesse James and Denny Wayne are on the porch this fine country evening, cleaning fish and drinking moonshine at the rickety old house the Southern Rebels have been staying at. I hope you know what you're doing with this Jimmy Buck. This is a bold move, my friend. You're working with him personally. And truth be told, this Jimmy strikes me as two bricks short of a load. You be careful now. Don't want you going down flames with him. I know what I'm working with. And everything that's done so far has gone down exactly as planned. I have no reason to doubt that won't continue. Well, you know better than me, Jesse. Best of luck. Denny raises his glass jar of moonshine. Whew, ah. Denny, what are your thoughts on our young Russians? I think the bigger one, Vladimir, has real potential as singles. It's getting over like a real monster. By the time he matches up with uh, you or somebody, it's going to be a big deal. That's what I was thinking. Time is right. No bigger heels on the planet than the Ruskies in 1985. I know two guys can't wait for them to work with you. The Ebony Express. Oh boy, they can't wait to be done working the Rykoffs. I ain't seen that many potatoes outside the supermarket, Jesse. To have to teach those rushing this to (laughs) work. Yeah. They're still learning how to work, I'll grant you that. The massive, 300-pound, country-strong Cooter Wayne steps up from the living room where he's been smoking dope and playing on an Atari all day and steps out to the porch. Jesse looks up at Cooter with a raised eyebrow. Boy, me and Danny caught all these fish today. You going to help us clean them or what? Cooter takes another big puff on his joint. Nope then turns around and walks back to his Atari without changing his expression. Jesse shakes his head while Denny laughs and takes another swig from his moonshine. Jesse, got some bad news for you, friend. I got the call from Bert Ironside. The call. Yes, sir. The call. Okay, then. Let me have you until 4th of July. Oh, you want us to light off some bottle rockets with you? How patriotic. (laughs) I've been cooking something up that uh, I want to try out. I'm gonna need all hands on deck. What pray tell is that? Jesse takes a pull of his jar of moonshine. Ah, well, we had battled the stars in November. Then Julian Kane copied our gimmick and did Empire Mania. I think one major show a year is one show too few. A 4th of July spectacular. Genius, my friend. You got it, Denny. I wanna have a, a big bash this summer. Uh, Outdoors, uh, a small stadium, a ballpark. Maybe the Memorial Stadium in Charlotte. Put on some fireworks after the matches. Maybe bring in a country singer. The whole nine yards. Jesse motions to the EWF magazine on the floor they've been using to clean the fish on. Blood and fish guts splashed all over Thor Hansen's face with the American flag. Huh. Julian thinks they got a monopoly on patriotism with that no-talent cartoon. (laughs) Shit. We got the real Soviet Union on our bill, and the most famous Iranian in the USA. And our territory is the heart of America. Fourth of July, we're gonna have us a celebration of Americana in the wrestling ring. Yes! It'll be Wrestle America! This week's deleted scene was Thor Hansen making the phone call Julian Kane told him to make at the airport. If you're listening to the Patreon Extended Edition, I hope you enjoyed that scene with that mystery person. If you didn't hear that scene at all, then you're listening to the standard wide-release version of Kings of the Ring, and I invite you to become a patron, since every episode will not only be available to you two weeks before the rest of the world, but we'll have at least one deleted scene and other scenes expanded. You can still follow the story if you don't, but the deleted scenes will definitely enhance the show. So check out the link on the show notes for how to become a patron for only a few bucks. Speaking of which, I want to give a quick shout out to some of our new patrons, John Johnston IV and Duncan Clark. This is primarily a listener-supported show, so thanks so much, everybody.